What's poppin', y'all? Welcome to the Living the Dream Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Flo. Thank y'all so much for tuning in, subscribing, and just staying on the ride with your girl, you know? Today, you will be hearing an amazing interview with Vince Ford. He's a pastor and the author of The Leader Society Did Not Choose. If you haven't gotten a copy, please go get that. Um, it's a book that I find myself going back to for many reasons. And if you keep listening to this episode, you're going to find out why. He dropped so many gems and insight for us all. I mean, it was a huge conversation, very fruitful, um, and he helped me for sure. Y'all check it out, and thank you again for listening. We're back with a new episode and with a new guest. He's an author, a father, a pastor, and the list just goes on. Um, thank you, Vince, for joining me and taking out some time to join the show. Welcome. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited about this conversation tonight. I really appreciate you reaching out. Of course. Of course. So kind of just tell us, like, who you are and just a little bit about you. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you, you, you kind of hit all the major points. Um, so, you know, of course... I am a, a, a husband, a father. Um, I have three sons. Um, they keep me extremely busy. Uh, I wrote a book, The Leader That Society Did Not Choose. Um, I serve uh, at a church. I've been there uh, since 2019. Um, overall in ministry um, for the past 15 years. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the Church of Christ in Genesee Avenue. Um, and uh, just thankful um, and humbled that they saw something in me to be able to take the reins um, and, and and be the person um, for that position, uh, not knowing that a pandemic was going to hit and church was going to change for all of us. Uh, but during that time, I was able to finish my book. I was able to uh, really hone in uh, with my children, find out what they like, what they don't like. Um, you know, also chapter chaplain uh, for um, I'll make this our five fraternity chapter. Um, a lot of things I got going on. <laughs> so I, I try to, I try to make space as much as I can to ensure that not only am I doing a lot of things, but I do them with a lot of uh, quality, um, and intentionality attached to it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for all that you do. Um, in every aspect, really appreciate it. When I started, um, this podcast kind of shortly after, that's when I started reading your book and that's when it came out. Um, and it's been a book that I found myself just going back to for just many reasons. Um, so what kind of, what made you like wake up and say, Hey, I want to write this book. Like kind of walk us through what that journey was like. Yeah. The book was really based or birthed out of a painful experience uh, in ministry. Uh, and so one of the things that happens when you, when you enter ministry, when you enter a pastoral role, especially um, on the younger end, you know, I was 26 years old, right? Um, you learn a lot, trial by fire. Uh, most of your contemporaries are twice your age, three times your age. You know, your weekly meetings are with men that are in their 60s, 70s, sometimes 80s. Um, you're serving, and by and large, uh, the biggest supporters of the church are typically in the same age as your grandparents. Um, and so it's, it's, it's tough terrain to navigate. And I, I saw a lot of young brothers coming through, and I wanted to make sure that I shared my story. So the things that they went through, um, they didn't feel like they were isolated, that it was similar, um, that we all go through these things. So really, you're only meeting what other men have met. Um, and so, man, uh, shout out to Lamar Ross. I was uh, actually telling him my, my story. He's like a big brother to me. He serves 
pastors at the Marcellus Avenue Church. And uh, he said, man, you need to write a book. He said, you need to tell your story. So um, I told it. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I tried to tell it in a way that uh, was palatable, uh, yet help people see that leadership is attainable. Um, and you can be a leader in any setting. I think that that is uh, my um, my goal, or that 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 is my goal. Uh, and so, really utilizing what the Bible speaks of about David, uh, even though he made mistakes, uh, even though he did a lot of things that people would see as um, irresponsible. Uh, just the difference between his irresponsibility and ours is the fact that his is documented. Yeah. And so um, I wanted to document some of these things so that people have a roadmap if they're going through something similar. Yeah. Well, I definitely, definitely connected to it. I could tell that there was like, I don't want to say church hurt, but some type of pain disconnected to it. Uh, oh, yeah. and, well, there was definitely church hurt. Yeah. 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 Uh, but but, I, but I, realized, I realized that, you know, that, that Jesus is bigger than that pain. Yes. Um, and, and my calling is bigger than that pain. Um, and, my, and it's funny, I was, you know, this whole uproar by Deion Sanders, man. And oh, man. One of the things that he says that, you know, my purpose, he said, my goal is not location specific. Yeah. And it's not. Yeah. Um, and so once I realized that, it helped me understand that, you know, God allows us to be impactful no matter where we are. Yeah. So were you like, do you have any like fears or like hesitations when um, Lamont told you to write it? Or were you like, okay, yeah, I'm going to just do it and see what happens? Well, I I wanted to take some time to like really write uh, and just write my feelings down and see where it took me. Um, you know, I didn't want to just hey, this book is about the mess that I went through. No, right. I wanted, like you know, what what were my feelings at the time? How did that make my family feel? How did it make my wife feel? Yeah. Um, what was my kids' response to all of this? And really, what happened was, as I'm writing. You know, and I'm, I'm writing, it kind of turned into a book on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, so once I filled up this notepad, I started to type this stuff out. And, um, I mean, and there's things in the book that aren't necessarily, that don't necessarily have to do with my story, but more so leadership. Yeah. Because, you know, that's important in all facets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so really it was more so, it was twofold. It was church, but it was also the fact that, you know, uh, being, being in a, in a, in a, in a situation where my parents were in different households. Yeah. Um, you know, my dad wasn't always readily accessible for me to just come knock on the door and say, Hey, I got a question. Right. Uh, so I had to figure out on my own. Um, and the trial by fire, uh, caused me to make quite a few mistakes. Yeah. 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 What were your like hearts desires that you wanted people to like get from this book? That society doesn't make the decisions on who leads. Hmm. Um, you you can be popular, you can be charismatic, but at the end of the day, that's a decision that God makes. Yeah. Um, and we we don't we don't make that decision. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that there's a lot of insecurity a lot of times uh, because especially within our context, uh, because our context is small. Um, you know, um, when it comes to the church, uh, we know who's interviewing for what. Um, we know. Who's trying to go here? Who's trying to go there? We know who turned down this job, and then you know maybe they were left with this option. Um, but really, what I wanted to tell people is that, like, 
they didn't turn it down. You know, God provided space for you. Mm. And, and, and confidence is key. But yeah, you may not have been the first option. You may not have been the second, the third. David was the eighth option. Right. You know, and, and, and I, and I think the best, even, even when you look at sports, and I know you, you know, you, you have, um, a high affinity for, for competition in sports. Mm-hmm. Like, even when you look at sports, you know, some of the greatest players of all time were guys that were looked over because that chip stays on your shoulder. Yeah. Like, you want to work hard. You want to be prepared. Um, and yeah, you want to, you want to give your best and give your all. Uh, because at the end of the day, a lot of times, you know, for a fact that like, Hey, I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah. But I am here and I'm going to make the most of it. Right. Yeah. And I think that's a good perspective to have. I know when I was playing college basketball, I mean, I went to Missouri Valley, a school I've never heard of in Marshall, Missouri. Town was about 20 people. You know, yeah. we, we made the school, the community basically. And I was like, well, this is my opportunity. I'm just make the best of it. You know, um, they picked me. So, and that's just what it was. So just having that, that mentality where it's like, this is what you were given. This is opportunity and you make the most of it. Don't look at everybody else, you know, because of what they have and the opportunity that they have. Like, what are you doing with your opportunity? Um, yeah, so that, that's really good. Um, so kind of connecting with your, what you said about like confidence, like, what would you like tell somebody that's just like, like they have the position, they're in this role, they're doing good for themselves, but they're just lacking just that confidence um, in their leadership role. Yeah, I, I, I talk about this a lot at work because uh, um, I also work in public health. And I tell people all the time, like, you got to find small victories every day yeah, because that's going to add to your confidence. So, I mean, in some days, some days are my victory is I made it to work on time. Yeah. Uh, you know, some some days my victory is, you know, these kids got dressed, everybody was on time to school, you know, boom, we're we're good, <laughs> right? Um and, and you gotta build off of that. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of times people look at the negative so much that it, it, it drowns your day. Yeah. Right? You know, you you gotta really, you know, uh uh I, I listen to what a lot of people tell me, um, and and, and my doctor told me this. My doctor said, you're the president of your life, right? But a president doesn't do everything for the country. The president has a cabinet. The president has a chief of staff. Right. The president assistant. And so when it comes to you and your life and having that confidence, you got to know that you're not going to be able to do everything that you need to do, but you got to surround yourself with the right people. And you have to find those small wins throughout the day and yeah. be in the moment, yeah. right? Because we, we look at big projects. We look at big you know, the big picture, when in all actuality, a lot of times, my greatness is standing right in front of me and it's accomplishing this task and moving on to the next task. Nobody's just great when they walk in the room. Right. I don't care what it is. Everybody has a learning curve. Um, and, and I'm truly trying to level the playing field in that matter. Mm. That was good. Uh, my, my coach literally used to tell us that every single day in practice, win the day. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Win the day. <laughs> Win the day. Like, yeah. he was like, I know y'all got a lot going on in school, at home, like whatever, but while you're here, you're going to win. Uh, where that's in practice, the game or whatever. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's true. Um, what would you say the best qualities it would take for you to be a good leader and for people to lead and follow and to listen to you, but also to follow you? Yeah. 
number one quality is the ability to build a healthy relationship with those who are entrusted to you. That's number one. Um, number two uh, is to be able to uh, move with fidelity, a uh, high level of integrity, um, trustworthiness. Yeah. Uh, those are those are extremely important. And number three, being open-minded to ideas. Mm. People want to feel a part of the journey, right? Mm. They want to feel a part of it. You know, um, you may not be uh, the, they may not, you know, we'll, we'll talk in basketball terms. They may not be running the offense through you. Right. Um, but the best coaches still listen to the ideas of, you know, the person that's playing, um, on, on, on playing, playing on the wing and, and they're setting picks and, you know, they're making the right pass and they're right. moving the well, You know, you, you want to be, you want to embrace ideas. Yeah. Uh, and, and a lot of times when we embrace ideas and people feel a part of the mission, uh, it gives everybody an opportunity to be great in their yeah. own way. Right. Um, so that's that's what I would say. You know, just building a positive relationship. You know, moving with a high level of integrity, fidelity, and trustworthiness, um, and then just really being open minded to the ideas of those around you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so just switching gears here a little bit. I know we kind of mentioned like all the hats that you wear um, in managing that, but also like just achieving your goals throughout your journey. And I know. Me and my fellow millennial friends, we have a lot going on and it can be like really hard sometimes. Like I just moved out. I got bills. I got like my first big girl job. You know, it's like all these things and I'm like actually like processing. Uh, so can you kind of just like bring some light on like balance in life, but still like wanting to focus and achieve your goals at the same time? Yeah, everything is not going to happen overnight like it takes it takes time um i you know i tell people this story when i was in grad school i worked at a factory for black and decker um yeah i worked at a foul youth i was youth minister um and i worked at a factory for black and decker and and all i was doing literally this is what i was doing for eight hours a day i was scanning broken parts putting them on a pallet putting them in the 18 wheel i was doing that every day for eight hours uh, because I could not find a job anywhere else, right? right? But, you know, I, the thing is, is that, you know, that shouldn't limit you from working on what you want to be. Yeah. So I would come home, I would I would turn my computer on, you know, get crank out these assignments. And the reason why I was, and now I look at it now, you know, that master's degree is why what's allowed me to be where I'm at with public health right now. <laughs> and not seeing it then, you know, I graduated nine years ago. Right. Right. I'm doing all this community work and I'm trying to hustle and get where I want to be. But it was that degree that put me over the edge at that time. So I would say just keep working on the things that you're working on. If something is going to pop, people will notice people are watching. Uh, no matter if you got five people watching or 5,000, the consistent person wins. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, and that, that's the key. You know, a lot of times we look at it from a perspective of resources and resources are great. Don't get me wrong. We need resources. You need money to live and to eat and do all those things. But the person that's consistent is always going to win. Yeah. Yeah. So I would just tell all of my millennial brothers and sisters, man, just be consistent. Yeah. If you got podcast, keep pumping out content. Yeah. If you're writing a book every day, write something. Yeah. You know, if you, 
if you on Instagram and you trying to show people, you know, how to cook soup, like, you know, <laughs> literally, keep, keep doing your thing, yeah. you know, and it's, and it's gonna work and you're gonna, you're gonna, um, yeah. you're gonna make it. Everybody has silent supporters, man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of times there's people that are paying attention to you and you don't even know they're paying attention to you and they look forward to this podcast. They look forward yeah. to your next video. Yeah. I mean, you're getting them through their day. Yeah. Um, so they may not comment, they might not share, um, but you're, you're, you're impacting their life. So yeah. I would just say consistency. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's funny that you say that because my friends, um, at work, they're like, okay, when's your next episode? And I'm like, y'all already listen to my stuff, you know? And they're like, yes, like we love it. Like you don't know what, you know, like what you're doing for us kind of thing. And I'm like, okay. So yeah, sound supporters is, is definitely real. Um, but yeah, consistency for sure is something that, I'm learning, um, on top of just staying grounded, um, because it can, it can get overwhelming at times. Um, so definitely trying to understand like that process on just staying grounded, but staying focused on what you want to do, even though you're not there today or you won't be there tomorrow, but you know, um, what's something that you've like learned through like just transitions in your life, just going through seasons of just transitions up and down. What's something that you've learned? Mm. I think that might be like one of the greatest questions. <laughs> uh, what have I learned through transitions? Um, this is my book. Yeah. Learn this from a principle. Monitor and adjust. Mm-hmm. Monitor the situation and adjust to make it the best it could possibly be. Because yeah. transitions are going to happen. You know, you're you're gonna you're gonna move. You're going to grow, you're going to leave jobs, positions, you're going to start your own thing, you're going to do a lot of stuff. Um, but just keep, just, just, just stay focused on the fact that, you know, everything is fluid and nothing stays the same but yeah. change itself. And so you got to really monitor each situation and adjust accordingly. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what's helped me, like the ability to pivot. Um, you know, and without, uh, you know, because some everybody doesn't react well to change. Yeah. Everybody doesn't react well. Some people, some people transition destroys them. Yes. Uh, and there are some people who uh, have never adjusted since 2020. Never. They don't work in the same industry. They just could not adjust. Right. Uh, but if you have the ability to adjust, you'll always be okay. Hmm. That's good. Okay. Um, I want to ask you two last questions. Um, so the podcast is called Living the Dream. I got that from my basketball coach in college. He would like, you know, I would see him in the hallways and I'm like, hey, coach. He's like, what's up? I was like, how are you doing? He's like, living the dream. And I'm like, why does this dude keep saying that? I mean, every single time. And he got to the point where he would like ask me, like, am I living the dream? And I'm like, I don't know what that means. Like, and it did not process until after I graduated. And like, it became like a mindset or like a perspective of like, he was like living his dream. Like he was coaching, like he had a good family. Like, I mean, we were doing good. Like things were just like, okay. You know? So, and I've kind of like took this mindset of like living the dream. So like, what do you think of when you hear living the dream? Man. A lot of things. Uh, living the dream is 
excited about what I'm about to do that day. Yeah. Uh, living the dream is, you know, having the ability to provide for my family um, in a, I don't want to say easy because it's never easy. Yeah. But just in a, in a way that they know that, yeah, we worked hard for this, but we, we can also celebrate our hard work. Um, and, and truthfully, you know, just really walking in the calling that God has, has, has put a place on my life. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of times that can be, that can, their dreams can be, uh, uh, they can be challenging sometimes. Dreams can be frightening sometimes. Um, because a lot of times things are revealed to us, not because of what we've done, but what God has the ability to do. Right. Um, and so for me, like, I ever think I'd be in this position. No. Um, but the ability to wake up every day and say, man, I'm excited about the day. Like, that's living the dream to me. Because I know that when you're excited about something, you put your all into it. Yeah. The payoff is, is, is limitless. Yeah. It's limitless. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I was saying. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. Um, so I'm gonna give you one minute, you know, as we're ending the year and going to a new year, uh, can you provide just everybody that's going to listen to this with just some type of encouragement? It could be anything that's, that's on your heart. Yeah. Something just hit me right now. And that was start now, start now. Um, if, if you know, a lot of times we'll wait, we'll say, man, January 1st, man, I'm about to put that application in January 1st, I'm about to. Get it back on this Peloton. No, start today, man. Yeah. Start today. You want to write a book? Start today. Yeah. You want to start a business? Start researching today. Um, we gotta stop putting stuff off. Uh, cause like the more we put stuff off, the easier it becomes to put off. Mm. And and the reason why you've been provided that opportunity in that moment is because God believes that you have the capability to make it happen. So what you're doing is you're burying it in the sand. That's what you're doing. You're saying, mm. well, I'm gonna just wait. And no man, tomorrow's not promised. So, you know, if, if, if whatever it is, you want to start a t-shirt business, do write music, man, write that song today. Print that, get you a t-shirt print machine. I don't know what it's called, a cricket, whatever yeah. it is. You know, go, go get it today, man. Like stop putting the stuff off, you know, and, and people like I, you know, I, 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 I didn't disclose this, but my grandmother passed last week and she, died at the age of 93 and she lived 93 years. That's almost a century. And it still felt too short to me. Mm. So, so when I think about my life right now, I'm just a third of what, at the age of she, that she was able to uh, live on this earth. Um, And, you know, if that felt short, just think about where we're at right now. And so, Stop putting stuff off. I'm probably eclipsed a minute, and that's the preacher in me. But, You're good. <laughs> but, but well, seriously, yeah, seriously, start right now, right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's perfect way to end this. Definitely sending my condolences to you and the family for sure. Uh, we'll keep you um, in my prayers again. Thank you so much for coming on here and just giving a little bit of my your time with me and spending time with me and joining the podcast. I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Thank you. Listen, y'all. I love y'all so much. I hope this was fruitful. I hope you got something out of it. Let me know what you thought. 
Have a great week. And always remember, I want you to be impacted so you can go be impactful. Peace.